My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. Rollins with the heist of the century! Find the ladder, kid! Make yourself famous! The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. moments, unforgettable matches, memories that will last a lifetime when it comes to professional wrestling. If you are talking about it, we are talking about it. Welcome to the Wrestle Chat Podcast with the Ant-Man. Welcome to episode four of the Wrestle Chat Podcast. I'm your host, the Ant-Man, joined this week by the host of the Battleground Podcast, Battle. Welcome back, my brother. How are you? Dude, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. How are you, Ant-Man? I'm doing good. Appreciate you being back. In the last couple of weeks, you've had some great podcast drops. You've had Chris Jericho join mm-hmm. you. You've had Big E join you. Just in the last couple of weeks, how have those been? Those have been great, man. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people you, you see on the dirt sheet, you see on the internet about Chris Jericho being uh, that guy that nobody wants to work with or being the, <laughs> the old guy in the room. Yep. But let me tell you, he was a delightful person. Very, nice. very nice. Was answering all the questions that we had for him. Uh, you know, we we basically left off the, hey, how's the situation between you and Punk thing? Because good. I was like, we, we don't need all that. And uh, so that was good. Uh, Big E was awesome. I mean, he came onto the show to announce that he was working with the, the USFL. Uh, he's going to be yeah. announcing the uh, the Michigan Panthers teams. And uh, he also gave us an update on his neck injury, how the status was with that going. And he said everything's looking good. And now they're just trying to figure out what's the next step to get him into the ring. So uh, those have nice. been two great episodes. If you want to check them out, they're available on YouTube. Just search Battleground Podcast and check them out there. 
Yeah, we actually in the if you're watching this one on YouTube right now, uh, it is one of the channels that we have featured. So you can just go there and click on it. Yeah, It'll, do uh, that take you too. Right to it. We want you to chime in on all that we're talking about here this week on the Wrestle Chat podcast. And a reminder uh, on a couple of things uh, that sets you know uh, Wrestle Chat podcast apart. Each match or topic will have a time limit. Undercard three minutes, semi main six minutes, main events. There's no time limit there. We're gonna call this first one. Uh, we're going to call it a dark match because <laughs> it's just going to be quick. Uh, SummerSlam, over 30,000 tickets sold already to this year's SummerSlam and more by now because it's been on sale for about a week. Going down in Detroit at Ford Field. I got my tickets. Did you decide if you're going or not yet? I still haven't decided yet. It all okay. depends on, uh, well, the wife because the six-year-old yeah. now is wanting to go. So it's oh, like, do wow. I take a six-year-old with me to Detroit? Or do I just get a buddy of mine to go to, you know, SummerSlam? So that that's where I'm at now. I think I'm going to buy my tickets or, yeah. you know, get out there. And whether I go with the, my son or my buddy out of D.C., one of us, I will probably be there. More than likely. Because SummerSlam, I've been to SummerSlam because in my mind of, like, I've got to go to, like, the four flagpole events yeah. for Yeah, exactly. For and I've already been to SummerSlam because it was in Nashville last year. Mm -hmm. I went to the Rumble numerous times. I, the recent one I went to is the one in St. Louis. Been nice. to several WrestleManias. So the only thing I think left is Survivor Series. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So That's, I've never been to a SummerSlam, and it uh, traditionally has been my favorite pay-per-view, and I've mm -hmm. never been. So I'm excited to go this year. We want to see you there as well, so much so that we want to hook you up with tickets to this year's hottest premium live event. If you head over to WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer, you can sign up right now to win two lower level seats. It's WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer. Go there and do that now. All right, let's jump into uh, an undercard here. Let's get uh, our timer rolling. We're going to start off with WWE business news. They see $50 million in cuts. Man, that is a ton, a ton mm -hmm. of money, $50 million. How do you reach this number without cutting talent? Because here's the deal. If you cut five or six of the right people, you're, you're going to be pretty close to halfway there. Other parts, you get rid of an entire department versus just you know five or six people. You're talking about an entire department. Seldom, if ever, does a company come in after a purchase and keep the newly acquired accounting department. They typically let yeah. that entire department go, and I think we'll use what we've been using in the past. And I, I kind of see maybe something like that happening. You go in, you clean house, you you give a moderate raise to the people that you're are that you already have on staff or taking on additional work, and you just call it a day. Mm -hmm. I expect them to take a look in the back and maybe focus on those that aren't being utilized every week and not to call anybody out, but I, I do have a few here. Uh Tazawa, I know he just had a baby, but he hasn't been on TV much before, and he was just on last week, I know, but not much. Baron Corbin, is he in trouble? Could he be one of them? Uh, I don't know. I, from from my understandings and from talking to people, a lot of people think very highly of Corbin. Yeah. He's a great worker, but it's just like, when you think about it, you don't want to see anybody lose their jobs, but no. I think Corbin can benefit maybe somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, well, Unfortunately, I, I, I love Baron maybe, Corbin. Don't get me wrong. Maybe something will shake out for him in in the draft, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Dana Brooke, there's been uh, some signage mm -hmm. in the crowd lately with Dana Brooke, but she hasn't been used a lot. Drew Gulak, also, man, I love Elias. I personally love Elias, but he's kind of been put on the back burner by WWE as well. 
But one I could see they just, and they may have already done this and they're just saving it, Gable Steveson. He's gone back to the to the amateurs. He's actually uh, signed up for uh, the U.S. Open, and so he's not even he's not going to be around anytime soon. No, uh, I I thought Karrion Cross until this whole thing with Shinsuke Nakamura. So I think he's probably safe. But where's Robert Roode been? That's what I've been asking a lot of people. I've I've right? texted a lot of people like, hey, yo, what's happening with Robert? Like, where's yep. he at? Ziggler's another one of those names. Like, you I haven't know. seen him very much, and, like, the injury bug gets him, which is why he hasn't been, like, the guy. Right. But he's a hell of a worker. Yeah, he is. So maybe you move him to, like, a coaching-slash-producer status. I bet he does that at some point. I, I see that he, him doing that sometime in his life in general, mm-hmm. um, but it may be sooner than later. It could be for him. Roderick Strong, where's he been? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I won't. I was I thought he might have been hurt, but no. I mean, you look at that that NXT roster, and you know the one thing, and this is going to this might make a lot of people mad. The one person I could see possibly letting go because they're not that great, Ronda Rousey, and cost a ton of money. There's three and a half million of your fifty <laughs> that you might you might uh, people, can get rid of right like, there with Ronda. People hate her, like legitimately hate her. Fans do not like her and boo her every time. They call that go away heat. Oh, she gets it every day. Every day. Every Walking day. on the street, she gets go-away heat, I mm-hmm. think. All right, let's jump into a Monday Night Raw. Let's start off with uh, with Trish's promo. Uh, we're going to play a clip here real quick. When I first came to the WWE, women's wrestling was a joke. And I proceeded to single-handedly change everything. I brought credibility to a non-existent women's division, and I know some of you are going to say, but it was Trish and Lita. No, no, it was, there was no we, it was me. I was the women's division, I was the trailblazer. I was the first woman to main event Raw, and I was the first woman to make you people give a crap about the women's division. Okay, I, I was I was the first woman to make you people give a crap about the women's division. What do you do when the heel isn't lying and what she says doesn't really piss you off? <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, Trish has always, when you think about it, Trish has always been one of my top favorite demons. Mm-hmm. Her and Sable, those have been like the two that I, that I go to. And she's right. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, there wouldn't be all this other stuff. There, there wouldn't, wouldn't be, be at all. There wouldn't be a, a Trish. There wouldn't be a Mickey. There wouldn't be Lita. You you got to think that there's this new four horsewomen. It's Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, and um, who's the other one? I can't remember. Uh, or she Becky, calls them the Becky Lynch. Becky, of course. So those Becky. are your four horsewomen. But when you really think about it, Trish, Lita, Mickey, I mean, those are your three pioneers right there. They sure are. Or is the the four horse ladies, yeah. as Trish called them. Not it's it, it, Listen, it's hard not to like Trish. This may be a big challenge for her to be the heel in this match. Does your love of Becky outweigh your hate for Trish? No. It doesn't for me. No, no. No, it doesn't for me. But looking forward to seeing that match with Trish and Becky at SummerSlam in Detroit. You can be there with us. Sign up to uh, score tickets over at WrestleChatPodcast.com slash Summer. Cody versus Brock. This is inked. This is a done deal confirmed for Backlash May 6th in Puerto Rico. What direction do you see this match going? Does Cody get squashed like John Cena did back in the day? Or 
do you see Cody somehow coming out on top of this one? I think I think Cody gets squashed. I think, I think you just gotta <laughs> have him have him do this. And I think we talked about this last time. You just gotta have Cody go the route of John Cena losing to the Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah, like build a story you, you that can't, way. You can't let Cody beat Brock. Like I get it. Brock will put over whoever. I mean, he did it with you know almost at uh, WrestleMania. Yep. But there's no chance in hell. Pun intended. Sorry, Vince. Uh, that Brock will lose to Cody at Backlash. Co- I don't Cody think it'll be win. at this one. I think he does lose to him at some time, at some point. I don't think it's here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, moving on to the Usos and Sammy uh, versus Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, that's coming up next Friday night, night one of the draft. This one being for the titles. Does this announcement give you the idea that? that eh, maybe something's going down with Kevin and Sammy, like dropping the titles back to the Usos, needing a feel-good for Mania, and it wasn't going to be Roman and Cody. Now you just put the belts back on the Usos, get them back into that, and watch Kevin and Sammy crumble. What do you think? I don't think they drop them at, at uh, the draft. But, I mean, then again, it all depends on how the draft goes. Like It's true. Are they? Is this going to be the time that they split the titles up so each brand gets the titles back? Yeah. Well, speaking of the draft, we're going to move on to SmackDown right here. Uh, this is uh, this kicks off one week from yesterday. Kicks off, yeah, yesterday was Friday. Uh, we talked at length about this last week here on this show, but I wanted to get your take on the draft as well. Is there anything that you could see WWE doing that would make this year's draft, I'll just put it bluntly, a little more enjoyable? No. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know because everything that I've I've heard and I've read, this is this is the beginning. This is the start of the the actual Triple H era. Like he's mm. the one behind the split. He's the one that's setting everything up. So yeah. maybe we get to see those shakeups that we didn't get to see the night after WrestleMania. Maybe we get right. to see the surprises. Um, and you know when they do the draft, they always have surprises. Always. You have to have some good ones, though. And I think that after this draft, we'll really be able to tell, and probably they will be able to tell, too, where they're going to shave that $50 million off as they try to pare some Mm -hmm. of that stuff down. On SmackDown this week, women's uh, tag title match. uh, It was getting a a good storyline. Raquel and Liv against, uh, I call them the Karens of WWE, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. But uh, that actually is a pretty decent storyline with them. What are you thinking? I think it's a. I think it was good at first when I saw that it was Sonya and Chelsea. I was like, "Here we go, WWE just throwing random people together in a tag exactly. team." Yeah, and I'm like, "Wait a second, this actually works." Like, I enjoy this Chelsea and and Sonya Deville, the Karens tag team. Yep. And you know, I think it would be enjoyable watching them continue this storyline. I think you've got I, something here. This right here is already better than anything they did with Damage Control. Yeah, the Damage right Control. Did, they. they Drop the ball on that one. There wasn't much there for that. Damaged from the beginning. Yes. No pun intended. Hard-hitting match with uh, a guy I know you had on your podcast recently, and he told you how to say his name, Gunther. Yes. he. May, I right. asked him point blank, how do you say your name? Uh, Gunther, let me tell you, that dude will be the face of that company one day. He will be a so world too. champion. I agree. He is developing into uh, arguably the best intercontinental champion. He's one of the best. I mean, I, I I think he's going to have it. It's going to be hard to figure out who's going to drop it to. I hope that yeah. it's Sheamus. So Sheamus mm. could get that grand slam and finally get the one He's never had it. That's right. It's eluded his career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Gunther, man, 
Talk about a dude. And, like, just watching his transformation of where he started when he yeah. was a big, big dude in NXT, like, big weight-wise. And then now, he's a beast. Yeah. And he's, he's doing a great, great job. I've got to give a shout-out right here to Athletic Greens for being the sponsor of today's podcast. AG1 is the best way to get your daily dose of healthy greens into your diet. One scoop of AG1 and about 10 ounces of water, and I do, I do it every day to start my day. It is legit. It's awesome knowing no matter how busy my day gets, I got my leafy greens in. Uh, I know that you've seen someone maybe with – with a green shake before and thought, man, I, I bet that tastes terrible. And more times than not, you're probably right. But it's not that way with AG1. It doesn't taste like drinking celery or chard. I remember one time doing a juice and there was chard in something. And I, about, I, I was, that was the end of the juice when there was chard in there. <laughs> it, this actually tastes good. AG1 tastes good. You can try it for yourself and get the same deal that they hooked me up with. 30 days of AG1, vitamin D and K-drops, a shaker, a storage canister, and a free travel packs to take with you when you're out on the road. Head over to wrestlechatpodcast.com slash AG1. You see it right there on the screen right now. WrestleChatPodcast.com slash AG1. It comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. WrestleChatPodcast.com slash AG1 and order yours today. We're going to give a uh, pre-main here for AEW. Six minutes real-life drama with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Is... Let me ask, do you think this is a real deal, a real drama, or is it a storyline just for their reality show, All Access? Man, see, I don't know, because you keep seeing these reports about Thunder Rosa and the heat she has backstage with everybody. I know. And, like, you know, and I, I've I've asked some people. I've even tried to, you know, text Tony and be like, hey, like, is this real or what? <laughs> and he's like, watch and find out. And I'm like, watch and find out. Okay, I know you're not going to tell me, but... I re- I think that there's real heat behind it. I have a feeling this was smoke in real life, and it was only fanned by a reality show. Uh, if there so. wasn't a reality show, I bet this whole thing would be over. Oh, absolutely. And I think you would see Thunder Rosa. I mean, I think she's still injured, or she's st- still back on the men. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I could see these two, like, legitimately not liking each other. I mean, from the reports you yeah. see about they, you know, don't talk to each other, different dressing rooms, nobody goes around Thunder Rosa. And it's just like, <laughs> find out Wednesday night after Dynamite on All yeah. Access. It's back this week, and I've watched uh, all the episodes they have out so far, and I think that might be one of the best things that AEW can do for their product is this reality show. It oh. is really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for them to finally get Punk on there once all that settles. Speaking of, CM Punk coming back at All In, or are there plans for the new Saturday show to kick off in Chicago? Right now, it looks like that show is on a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. I believe it's on the 17th, and from what I've read, okay. uh, that's the day that he is supposed to come back. Um, so coming, do you think he comes back at this for a... A planned event at All In to help sell tickets for that? Or do you think that they should try to sell all the tickets before and not make it about CM Punk? I think you got to strike while the iron's hot. You got to bring CM Punk back to get more tickets sold. Um, I mean, again, we talked about it. Wembley Stadium's a big, big stadium to fill up, man. It's a lot. And what better way to help you push your tickets over that finish line than, hey, look who's back, CM Punk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you got to bring CM Punk back. And I think also, speaking of CM Punk, 
you you might have to take a play a page out of Eric Bischoff's playbook and Tony might want to book this. Eric said, "You want to sell tickets? CM Punk and Goldberg." In okay, London. we're gonna get to Goldberg here in just a little bit. So hold that thought. Uh, on that but I want to know more about what you think about that uh, let's move on to Wardlow nice to see him back mm-hmm. with the strap he's got the uh, TNT strap once again cool to see him get that in his hometown as well is that his hometown or is this just where he kind of like sunk his teeth into pro I think wrestling? it's where he sunk his teeth into yeah. we've had him on the show twice and he tells yeah. me every time where he's from and I'm and I always just blank <laughs> um I do I do wish that Hobbs would have had a little bit of a longer reign but I know that uh, with Wardlow's injury, like they had to cut his title reign short. So I know that they've got something in plan for Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, but I think Wardlow's a great champ. And then pairing him with Arn Anderson. Yeah, that was a great move. Perfect. Didn't see it coming either. No, not at all. Yeah. Glock I Anderson's was- back. You know, I think that this is uh, this is the title though that you bounce. It's the t- in essence, it's a TV title. It's the TNT title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's back in the day, it was just a TV title, and that's the one you defended every week. And yes, it would trade it would trade superstars uh, every week, sometimes or every couple weeks, or you know, once a month. But there would be often switches with that title. Uh, being the TV title and defended so much, um, so I don't mind that. I don't mind it going to you know to Wardlow and then to Hobbs and then back to Wardlow. I kind of like seeing that. But immediately after that match, we got a stare down from Christian and Luchasaurus. I like the direction they're going with these two as well. I think it's going to be fun, and it, it, you know yeah. you're not you're not sure who's going to get it. Is Luchasaurus going to go after the title, or is Christian going to yeah. go after the title? I have a feeling it's Luchasaurus. I feel like Christian's kind of moving into that role of just being the, uh, being the the helper, the agent, the not a booker, but uh, kind of the the pseudo manager, walking yeah. out to the ring with Luchasaurus. I can uh, see Switchblade. that. Sorry, go ahead. I could no. I was gonna say I can see that with Christian. I mean, maybe maybe he wants one more go at it, but I think he's fine with just not having to wrestle. Let's move on to a Switchblade Jay White. He was in action for the first time as being. Uh, all elite and he did that against commander uh sean spears talked trash from the front row the entire match uh but his blade runner uh switchblades uh blade runner finisher looks an awful lot like sister abigail it does um but he's been doing that <laughs> he just for doesn't a kiss long him on the forehead <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's been doing that one for a long time so some people could say that he jacked it for or bray jacked it from him if he depending on who you ask um but that match was phenomenal and it I mean, great. it got it got Commander the contract after that match where he was all elite. Sure did. Jericho and Adam Cole face to face. Absolutely brilliant angle they've got going in here. For me, it's the first real storyline in AEW, at least the one that I'm interested in. Um, it's the one with the most legs so far. I loved uh, Adam Cole being handcuffed to the bottom rope, not being able to make it to his girl. Britt Baker came in to try to help save him. Uh, she ended up getting getting caned. Only thing that I wish that would have happened and for me that would have made it a better angle and really, really drove home the heat with Jericho is if he had been the first one to smack Britt with that cane. I think so. And I think the other thing that really drove it home was when they were screaming their real names at each other as they were getting Absolutely. Beaten. And their families so were right there, too. Right in the front row. Like Do you think that, they give them a warning? Did they give them a warning? Oh, absolutely not. I don't, I don't think, think they should can. have. You get real reactions if you don't give them a warning, yes. right? Yes. All right, we say we want your chats here 
on the Wrestle Chat podcast, and we're proving it right here in our video on Jay White going to AEW over WWE. We're going to read some of your comments on that episode. KPM KPM said, because he's a permanent mid-carder, and AEW loves that type of guy. The question was, why did he choose AEW over WWE? I don't know that I agree with KPM KPM because he's a permanent mid-carder, and AEW loves that type of guy. This... I'll tell you one thing. I don't really dig just negative people being on. I appreciate you chiming in and giving your thoughts. And maybe I'm reading the context wrong, but you know, I don't know that AEW loves mid carters, and I don't think that Jay White is one of those people. No, absolutely not. I mean, you look at it. What he did in New Japan. I mean, he was the leader of the Bullet Club. Like Huge. he was the guy. Yeah. He won. You know, the World Heavyweight Title. He's held almost every title around the world. Yeah. And, you know, some people could be like, oh, he, if you ask like serious WWE people, they'll say he's the mid card guy because he didn't go to WWE. But you look at where everywhere that Jay White's gone, everybody tunes into Jay White. Even those brief stints that he had in Impact, people were tuning into Impact. Like, Jay White is a big enough name that he will eventually be the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Let's move on to this one. Grayski slash Warren said, I don't really care about Jay White. He's a hell of a talent, no doubt, but he's not going to amount to anything in AEW. He'll get the initial AEW push that everyone gets, but eventually he'll end up in some forgettable faction and be buried on the roster like everyone else. In WWE, he might have actually been solid. Time will tell, but I think he made the wrong choice. Um, I don't know that I fully agree with this. I think that sometimes... Here's the deal. Is I think AEW is still a baby. I don't mm-hmm. care how you look at it. I mean, less than three years old, less yeah. than four years old for sure. I don't remember how long it's been, but it hasn't been long at all. Yeah, they had they took on a lot of talent, especially all up front. And there's some people you see and some people you don't. Sometimes that management and guys just don't work out, and some people get to you know write out their contract and leave. One of those that I think it was Miro. He was absolutely fantastic coming in, but not really a great story. And he kind of just went nowhere and we haven't seen him in a while. Um, I don't know that that's the case. I think they're they're thinking things a little more through with new guys that they bring in. And I think that uh, we need to give this whole job. I mean, man, that was a great, (laughs) that was a great match. And I wouldn't mind seeing that a couple times a Mm -hmm. month. Shady C Network said, no, 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 no. He said yes to AEW because you got to remember Tony is still the money mark. Here's the thing. <laughs> Honestly, like, it doesn't really matter. AEW and WWE are two sides to the same boring coin right now. Ratings for both companies are at an all-time low. And a lot of people like to compare today's wrestling to the Attitude Era. I'll do one better. I think mm-hmm. if you add up the ratings from both companies combined, I don't think they ever equal the crappy mid-90s new generation era. I always thought PG wrestling was bad. PC wrestling is much worse. Right now, unfortunately, both companies are catering and producing content for politically correct snowflakes. All I will say is two nights of WrestleMania, 30,000 seats for SummerSlam, and 90,000 seats coming up for Wembley Stadium. Do we need to say any more? No, I'm just I'm just laughing about the snowflakes part. <laughs> I, do, I promise I do appreciate <laughs> you chiming in, and I want you to keep those coming. Uh, we would love to read them here on the air and be funny. You could do that too. <laughs> All right, let's hit our main event. No time limit on this one. Let's roll on this Goldberg. 
a, uh, a, a ton of talk last week about CM Punk. And this week, it was all taken over by Goldberg saying that he wanted one final run, that he and Vince McMahon had a handshake agreement that he would have a retirement match. But the scandal with Vince kind of threw all of that onto the back burner. Then Bill's contract expires. Now, Bill had an interview on the ticket, and he said he would consider putting a show together himself if he needed to. His words, do a four-city world tour, which I'm not sure how you do, unless you do one city in a different country every single time. <laughs> right, and, and that's, that's the thing is I sat there and thought about it. I was like, a four-city tour? What are you doing? What this isn't is like that? Derek Jeter's going home. <laughs> four-city world tour. Whatever. Uh, um, let's see, where were we? <laughs> yeah, this is what it would have to be if he wanted to do a world tour like that. Then, uh, let me ask you this. Who's signing up to do a show that, that Bill Goldberg produces? Nobody. What wrestlers are going to be on that bill? Nobody. Who I don't. Do I see? don't see anybody coming on that one. I, I, bill was great as Bill Goldberg in WCW. He had some good matches in WWE. His biggest time was in WCW, though. Right. I'm not discrediting Bill Goldberg at all. Listen, he did some great things for the business. Uh, he his final matches in WWE were less than stellar and I think that he almost killed The Undertaker like legitimately yeah. almost killed The Undertaker um, and you also so, gotta think about Bret Hart too man you do that that always comes up every time too who do you see being the last match for Bill then if it's you know it's not gonna be in WWE it could be in AEW which you brought up earlier who do you see do you legitimately seeing the last match for Bill Goldberg as CM Punk. I think it could be. Um, I mean, if you want to sell tickets and you do it at Wembley, you do CM Punk and Goldberg. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe you do, uh, I don't know. Hell, um, Goldberg and Jericho. I mean, Jericho seems to work with everybody except for Punk. Um, but uh, I, I think... I mean, I don't know who wants to work with Goldberg. I mean, you look at the past several matches that he's had in WWE, they've been awful. There's the problem. I'm not sure who's going to work with And I think you might have, you've gotten the closest, is I think Jericho, which I hadn't even thought of. The person that I have on uh, uh, down as his last match is just a blank because I drew a blank. I don't know anybody who would be a great last match for Bill Goldberg. Um, do I think he has one warning? He can do one more, sure. I mean, you can go in there and do a spear, jackhammer, and pin the guy. It doesn't really matter. You Juventud Guerrero, I don't know. And, and that's the thing is, like, you look at it, and it's like, okay, who's going to be that last match with Jericho? I mean, not Jericho, with Goldberg. Mm -hmm. You got to have a name in there. You can't just be like, oh, it's Bill Goldberg versus Jungle Boy is the last match. Like, I got it. I know who it is. Sting. Gilberg. Yes! Gilbert, do it, book it. Book I'll show it right up for that now. One. And but that's that's the thing though. It's like you put Goldberg's last match. You can't put him up against a superstar because you're wanting him to win. You want him to go out on top. Yeah, yeah. Like so, who's gonna even take more the importantly? Run? He's the one who's gonna want to go out on top. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you put him against Flair. Flair says he still wants to go. I don't know if I'd pay for that one. I'd just be worried. I'd watch it. It's like a car <laughs> crash. <laughs> It's like a car crash. I'd pay to You're see exactly that. Right. I mean, I went and saw Flair's last match when it was in Nashville. I mean, I didn't pay for it, but I went to go see it. 
Much like a uh, Bill Goldberg uh, main event, our main event was probably less than stellar, but uh, that's our main event for this week on the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Appreciate you so much for being here. Remember, leave a comment on anything that you want to chime in on. It's, you know what? I think you should at least just put a name down that we can present to Bill Goldberg sometime. Who should be his last match? Who should he wrestle in his very last match? And I don't even care where it is. I don't care if he goes to WWE, produces his own, or becomes All Elite. Who should he wrestle? Uh, let us know. Drop that in the comments. Uh, we'll read them back next week here on the show. Make sure you check out the uh, Battleground podcast. You can see that on YouTube as well. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Battle and his buddies will go through uh, some other stuff that we haven't talked about here and uh, some of the stuff that we have. But you can check that out uh, right here on this channel. If you go to the other channels that we have, uh, Battleground podcast is right there. If you haven't hit subscribe yet on this podcast, we'd love if you did that. And make sure to go sign up. Uh, for your chance to win tickets to SummerSlam. Or, uh, it is uh, at WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer. And make sure you tell a friend about us. We appreciate that. Battle, it was good to hang out with you again this Man, week. It's been fun. Let's do it again soon. All right. Look forward to it. We will see you guys next week. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.